pray that Father would touch you in a special way as we wrap up this morning. Lord, take these few minutes and seal in our heart what you have been doing this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have been digging the riches and the depth that Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and, uh, and what that scripture has for us. Would you read it out loud with me, please? Everyone together, starting right here, everyone. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. God's desire is that you walk in the blessings that he has promised us. Now, how great are those blessings? Well, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, The Apostle Paul wrote these words. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, I got a question for you. How big do you think heaven is? How big do you think God is? How many blessings do you think Almighty God has stored? Woke up one morning and realized I was dreaming a dream that I think Father gave to me. And in that dream, I had gone to heaven. And I had gone to my mansion. It was amazing. I like how Keith Green used to say it, okay? If God made the entire world and all of creation in six days, and we stand in amazement at the Rockies and and at the Austrian Alps and at the beauty of a rose, but he's taken 2,000 years to make our mansions in heaven Can you imagine what they're going to look like? So I'm walking through my mansion, and I'm just amazed. And I get to this one closet, and it's a huge walk-in closet. And I walk in there, and it is filled with shoeboxes, ceiling to floor. Hundreds of shoeboxes. And I'm not particularly big on shoes, you know. I said, God, what are these? And Jesus said to me, and I was shocked, these are all the blessings I had stored up for you that you have not yet opened. And that's what I did. Oh. I woke up and I thought, I'm going to get more of them. 
I'm going to get more of them. I want to get more of them. You know what I think? I think God has a lot of blessings that he has stored up for us that we just keep missing. And yet, what did Jesus say? I want you to get the hundredfold, the sixtyfold, the thirtyfold blessings that I've got stored up for you. And yet, they're just sitting there waiting. I want you to have them. I want to bless you. I want to bless you. And yet, we will, we will live day to day in a poverty spirit. We'll live day to day going, well, you know how it is. You know Murphy's Law. Why are you living by Murphy's Law? Why don't you start living by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? Amen? Man, throw Murphy's Law out. That ain't no good, baby. Well, you know, been waiting for my ship to come in and it got sunk. Well, get a different ship. Get on Jesus' gospel ship. Amen? Amen. Come on. The blessings that Father has for us that he wants us to walk in. He wants us to walk in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And yet it's amazing to me because we often do this. We go, well, you know... My parents were alcoholic and their parents were alcoholic and we're identifying by the curse from the sin that's passed down from generation to generation to generation. Wrong identity. You have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. You now have a heavenly father. You've been born again. So you have a new parentage with a whole new lineage. And your lineage now comes down through the Lord Jesus Christ from heavenly father. And that lineage has delivered you from the curse and brought you into the blessings of heaven. Come on, amen? amen. Identify by that. Change your identification. Change your identification. That's why the Apostle Paul could say, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. How many? All. How many? All. Uh-huh. You better tell yourself. How many have become new? All. You better tell yourself. Because you're thinking the wrong thing. And stinking thinking will kill you. How many know the biggest battle we face is right between our ears? And they're connected directly to our emotions. And so we don't feel going by the wrong deal. If you've not learned it yet, you need, you need, this is, this is in one of the discipleship lessons in our discipleship series on Discipleship 101, all on spiritual formation. And two of those lessons is all about how to renew your mind, transform your thought patterns, and refocus your emotions. 
See, many people today don't realize your emotions don't have to rule you. You can rule them. You can refocus those emotions. And you, you, you need to learn how to do that so that you're not being emotion-driven. You are controlling your emotions. And that's not talking about shutting down emotion, just the opposite. God wants, instead of being driven by those emotions that have been driving you, God wants you to to transform them and refocus them through love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Come on, amen? All those good things. And you know, it's amazing when you start doing that, suddenly... The fire hydrant of heaven opens up and these blessings just start pouring in. Do you know that Almighty God meant it when he said, and I'm going to pour out blessings you can't even contain? You know, God wasn't kidding when he said that. That's not just hyperbole. God doesn't speak in hyperbole. Our president does, but God doesn't. Okay? God just speaks truth. And when he says to you, I've got blessings that are more than you can even contain, he meant that. And he wants to pour that into your life. Wow. Okay, are you good for five more minutes? Okay, here we go. Because here's what you got to know. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me there, would you please? Go to the next slide for me. Projectionist, you're facing the wrong way. Put up my next slide. Okay. Would one of my connecting please go? Elijah, put up my next slide. Thank you. I'm sorry I just had a carnal thought run through my mind that I had to put down (laughs) I often hear over and over and over again people ask me this question I mean I I get this regularly why why is the church not talking about Holy Spirit anymore? How come, how come people aren't going after the Holy Spirit like they used to? Why, why is it not being taught? Now, we, we do here, amen? amen. But, but why, why are people not going after the Holy Spirit like we used to? And Father, I think, gave me the answer to that. Now, it's not, it's not an easy answer, it's not a pleasant answer, but I think Father showed me why. And, and I found it in an interesting location. It was, it was Stephen speaking to the high priest and the entire Sanhedrin, the religious leaders of Israel at the time of the apostles. And, and Stephen had been arrested for preaching about Jesus. And the number one perpetrator was a guy named Saul of Tarsus. And when they were examining Stephen, a part of Stephen's answer to them is found right here in Acts chapter 7. And it's, it's, 
much smaller print than I thought I had it in. If you can, if you can read it, join me, okay? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who forbid the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law of by the direction of angels and have not kept it. As I was reading this the other day, it just suddenly hit me. Oh, they were doing the same thing and we're doing it today. In that we have become stiff-necked and uncircumcised of heart and ears. Now, what does that mean? That means we, we stubbornly, self-willed, insist on having redress and the final say over our life, and so we walk in that stubbornness, we walk in that self-will, and then our ears and our heart and our eyes have way too much flesh and carnality in them, and that keeps us from seeking Holy Spirit. Because if you seek Holy Spirit, he's going to convict you of those things, right? And so if, if I'm pleasuring myself with things that I know disobey God and God's not happy about, that's the last thing I want to do. It's kind of like I was as a teenager. When I was doing things that I knew my parents didn't want me doing, the last thing I wanted to do was sit down to the dinner table with them. I sure didn't want to go riding very long with them in the car. Because what if it came up? How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, you all were teenagers. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We do the same thing with Almighty God. We, we got these things, and, and, and yet we come to church, and we, we, we sing the songs, and yet Almighty God is saying this to us, and this fits so with what God gave me for a word this morning, is that Almighty God is wanting to take the power of his word, which scripture says is a sharp scalpel, and he wants to take the power of his word and the power of the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, and he wants to... <coughs> cleanse our ears, cleanse our eyes, cleanse our heart. He wants to soften up our will so that we can bend to him because he wants us to learn how to walk in the power and life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit because it is walking in the power and the life-giving energy of Holy Spirit that opens the floodgate of God's blessings in our life. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's doing good now. <laughs> okay, here's the last two minutes. Go to the next slide for me. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you pop down another slide for me, would you please? One more. I'm, I'm fast forwarding through because I haven't got time to do this whole sermon. Here we go. Almighty God wants the same blessings that he spoke to Abraham active in your life. I will bless you. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. In you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. That's God's will for his church. 
Now watch this. When we go after God like we committed ourselves today, we're going to seek you, Lord. Then as a church family, we are positioning ourselves to be the greatest blessing in greater Hermiston than what we could ever imagine. And what I want to do next Sunday is I want to come back and I want to pick up right here. I want to talk about how when we will cultivate the work of the Holy Spirit in our life so that we're walking in the power and dynamic of the Holy Spirit, we actually then position ourselves for God to not only pour blessings in us but through us. And we begin living a life that is beyond anything we could imagine. Amen. Where's Arda? Wave at me, Arda. There, come up here a minute, would you please? Arda shared a testimony with me today, and I want you to hear it because it fits so well, and then we're going to go to prayer. Would you stand with me, church family, please? So... No. Kidding me? You'll preach. Maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you have been praying for a son. Mm-hmm. How many years? Over 20 years. Over 20 years you've been praying for this son. Mm-hmm. But this last week, you and, was it your sister? My sister. You agreed together you were going to make a commitment. What was that commitment? We were praying for the boys in our family. Uh We looked down the line, my father and a lot of the, pretty much all the boys, and our son too, grow up, they get offended, they get angry, and they stay that way. And our son pretty much cut off, I mean, very limited uh, conversations with us. He's been angry and upset for over 20 years, and we've prayed for that to be broken in Nothing that we've done has helped. But something changed this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week, because my sister's son is also struggling, we determined to fast um, every day for five days until sunset. Because you said we're going to fast, so we're practicing, but this was deliberate. Um, praying specifically that the spirit of offense and pride would be broken And last night, my son called me, and we visited, just chatted for about an hour. Wow. Nothing. You know how when people are angry, there's a tightness to their voice? None of that. Nothing. There was no tightness. There was no reserve. There wasn't anger. Nothing. Just visiting like he was normal. (laughs) And it was from the fasting, breaking that. Wow. You're convinced of that. Well, we've prayed for 20 years and nothing's happened. Well, it's gotten progressively worse, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was the fasting. Five days and then he calls, yeah. That is awesome. Come on, give God a praise. Wow. Now, church family, 
This is why we've got the book on fasting going around so you can read and learn more about fasting, that it's not something weird. It's not something just strange, weird out there people do. It is something God designed for us that Jesus said there are things that will only be broken by prayer and fasting. And, and, that's, and we, want to, we want to take hold of that, amen? In your life groups, the book is being passed around. There's one that is being passed around. I can't remember who picked it up last week, and they're supposed to pass it on around, but uh, there's one that'll be going around in the, in the church family as well. So jump in. Next week, I'm going to talk more about this. I'm going to show you how this works. I want to show you exactly how this can work in your life, because God means for you to be blessed in your life and to be a blessing in your life wherever you go. Amen? Amen. Woo, let's bow our hearts in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the work you've done in our heart today. Thank you for answering prayer for Arda and her sister, Lord. And we're going to see more and more answers to prayer like this, Lord. We know that. We're believing that because you are teaching us how to walk there, to walk in your blessings. In Jesus' mighty name. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, folks. Bye-bye.